Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Holly Jackson, who is a speaker, host of the Inspiration Contagion podcast, and a holistic business coach. Holly, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Sure. So um, as Timothy shared, I am a holistic business coach. What that means is that I work with health and wellness business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers on how to start, build, or scale their business to the next level. We focus on their marketing, their strategy, their technology, but we also build this from a firm foundation focused on amplifying their health as well as on the life side, what legacy they want to leave behind, what their values are, and building that internal compass so they say yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. I'm also the host of the Inspiration Contagion podcast, co-host of the Business Builder Throwdown, and co-host of 7-Minute Jabs podcast, and I have a book coming out in January that will be the first of three in the Inspiration Contagion book series. What I like to do for fun, it's a long list. I love to travel to experience new cultures. I love to do anything that's adventurous, rock climbing, biking, going on a new hike somewhere, anything that involves adventure. I love reading, cooking, photography. Um, there's, There's too many things to list, but I have a long list of fun hobbies that I enjoy doing. Awesome. I love that. I am kind of on the crux of adult life and I didn't spend time doing things I enjoyed until I was 18 because I was playing football and in college I uh, was just busy doing other things and now I'm at that point where it's like I need some like hobbies that I enjoy doing for me <laughs> so I'm glad that you have a whole slew of activities that you're like no I love to do this that's a great thing to hear yeah. Well, and honestly too, Timothy, as you go into adulthood, it's, it's harder to meet friends. And I'm finding like, I think we find today with all this isolation during the pandemic community and connections are more important than ever. And so when I moved back across country to Raleigh, I was like, how am I going to make new friends? Cause a lot of my other friends had families and they were busy with their children And so I started uh, exploring hobbies and going to meetups and honestly, the photography meetup I participate in, it's like the most interesting group of people. And I've made loads of friends from that and also from yoga communities. So your hobbies really help you amplify your community and your support system. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And did you say you use meetup.com for that? Yes. Nice. I found a volleyball group on meetup and love it. (laughs) Well, awesome. Tell us a bit more about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Yeah. So my long, long-term two big motivating goals are the first one is to help over 10,000 health and wellness business owners 
reach more people so that we can heal more people in the world and get people feeling great. Cause you can't really go after your dreams or know what they are until you're feeling pain-free, you have energy and you have those foundational needs like the Maslow hierarchy needs of just your base things met. So that's the, one of the, the short, the long-term goals that gets me out of bed. The second one is I really want to create a nonprofit for children between 13 and 16 focused on soft skills, as well as entrepreneur skills and partnering with existing school systems, not to put more responsibility on teachers. Cause I've worked with the K through 12 system in public administration, but to support them and go back to the community grassroots version of education so that we can help our children soar. And the reason I'm focusing on 13 to 16 is because uh, I found this statistic that was pretty daunting that girls between 13 and 16, when they have a negative confidence setback in that age bracket, 50% of them never recover. And obviously I want to support girls and boys because I don't want any rift or difference. There needs to be a partnership on both sides of that. But I just found that that was really daunting. And I remember reflecting on that age range of education and how challenging and and isolating that can be. And so that's my other really big motivating factor is building this business so that it can help fund this nonprofit and help more people have that entrepreneur spirit and build their dreams. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so how do you, do you see it like you go into schools and you teach? Is it like some program that you do that kids can do before school or after school or how would it work out? Yeah, I don't have the exact answer. I think it's going to be something online. I think it's going to be using technology. Um, If we look at how younger people are learning, even just, um, you know, people in their probably your age bracket, even it's more around gamification. It's more around mobility. It's more around community and connection and making it really easy. So I see this as tapping into a network of speakers and experts and influencers and motivational people around the world who are willing to share or donate their time to educate on topics where they are the experts and then creating a specific pathway based on each individual student's passions, like through quizzes, um, through character styles, through all the different profiling methodologies out there where we can help uh, a child or you know, a teenager tap into the right pathway forward for them so that they have more opportunities. They're not just looking at it in black and white where it's this fork in the road that goes left or right, but there's a hundred different possibilities that they can begin to explore because they're so unique and just opening that door to them. So it's going to be tapping into technology, making it really easy for them. And then I think also it would be really interesting to have pods like community pods in different parts of the country where you have large cities that get together and they have events where we bring speakers in and we bring students in and kind of like a TEDx or TED talk, but around motivating students to build their dreams and to educate them on these skills that are not taught as well in the school system. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I'm almost positive there was somebody on the podcast with a similar dream. If I am correct in that thought, would you mind if I connected you to? 
absolutely. Please do connect to me. I'm all about building connections because that's where this is at. I believe that collaboration is how we achieve our dreams and have more impact. I love it. When did you first have this idea? You know, I, I started, I got my master's degree at NC State University and I was studying public administration and I started going down the uh, path of focusing on nonprofits and I worked uh, part-time at the Institute for Emerging Issues. And so I learned quite a bit about policy issues and challenges for the state of North Carolina, but we also did research for the entire country. And beyond that, I also ended up working for a nonprofit called Educaus. And Educaus focuses on teachers and using technology to amplify their education. And it looks at the K through 24 system. So not just K through 12, but education as a whole. Plus, I also worked for the Department of Public Instruction in North Carolina and did two um, statistically based research studies on what happens during ninth grade. We studied ninth grade academies and how that age bracket was pivotal and either they would succeed or they'd end up dropping out. So all of those experiences put together, plus all the research from that time, I just realized that the education system doesn't work. It's not working the way it used to. We're putting all of the pressure just on teachers. Whereas if you look at history, we used to have, you know, libraries and uh, community centers and more of a community-based approach where, where children were being educated by grandparents at home. And the way that our society has changed so much, we're missing that community element more and more every day. And in particular, you know, we're recording this during a pandemic, which has dramatically changed the course of human history. And so we're even experiencing more amplified versions of that isolation. So putting the pressure only on the education system isn't the right methodology. And so I think this is probably 12 years ago, I discovered this wasn't the right approach and that there had to be a better way of bringing great minds together and motivating students to show them alternative routes forward. There we go. I love it. Awesome. Well, are there any other dreams or goals that you want to talk about before we move forward? Um, well, I know you, you ask your guests like other dreams outside of business. So I have a bucket list because I interviewed Trav Bell, the bucket list expert in the world on my podcast um, about a year ago. And I've always been into bucket lists, but I hadn't done one recently. So I update my bucket, bucket list regularly now. So a few things on there, I have a long travel bucket list that I will not get into because it's got like 20 things on it. But a couple other things, I'd like to bike part of the Blue Ridge Parkway out here. I'd love to hike um, and backpack part of the Appalachian Trail with my stepdad. I'd like to learn how to Lindy Hop. I know how to East Coast swing, but not Lindy Hop. Um, I'd like to learn more jazz piano because I'm classically trained. I'm still struggling on the jazz side. It's a really hard transition to make. Um, and then I'd like to speak on an international stage and do a TED talk on fear and tenacity. Ooh, gotcha. Are you like, what is the process on doing a TED talk? I actually just applied for a TEDx talk at my alma mater in Chicago, uh, Elmhurst College. And so basically you submit the topic, the why it's important to share with the world. 
um, you submit a short video on the premise of what you're trying to share in that talk. And then they have a panel that reviews it and they choose 10 to 12 speakers. I think that the credentials and requirements depends on each event because TEDx is different than a TED talk. Um, but from what I hear, starting with a TEDx is great to then get into more of a TED talk. But again, it's, it's really just about knowing people and networking and then honing your skills around speaking and knowing what your story is. Because if you look at the TED talks that really do well, um, and I believe one of your previous guests was talking about the power of storytelling, they share stories. And it's really about sharing your story and how it made a difference so people can see themselves in that story and apply action to their own life based on that. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, I look forward to watching your TED Talk on YouTube when it has 5 million views. <laughs> Thanks, Timothy. I love it. Yes, that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess our next question is, and I'm really curious about it. It sounds like you like went through grad school you know, you've had a couple jobs. What really caused you to take the first step towards building your business that it is now with the goal of eventually ending up in the nonprofit? Yeah, that's a great question. So I went the corporate route for quite some time. I started a nonprofit and then my um, husband at the time, his job transferred us to California and there was a huge price difference. Like it was very, very expensive to live there. And so I started working um, for a university and then we went through our divorce and I had to get a job in corporate America to increase my salary so that I could afford the cost of living in California. And I found that my skill set was really in communication, strategy, um, and technology, oddly enough. So it was kind of perfect to be in the Bay Area for that. So I was able to hone my skills and really experience um, corporate America and the political side of that, the strategy side of that, the onboarding side. So it was really kind of a real world MBA experience. So I worked at Visa, I worked for Safeway, I worked for the University of California, lots of pretty significantly large companies and many different industries from fintech to education, to groceries, to eventually treasury wine estates, which is a global wine company. Um, so the thread that went across all of that was really, I began to understand what my skill set was and what led me to leave is I kept getting these layoffs. I was what I felt like a, an invaluable asset to the company. And I was incredibly loyal to the company, but we are in a day and age, sadly, where that is not important. We're more in an economy of um, a gig economy, right? So loyalty and staying with one company your whole lifetime doesn't really exist. It's not really practical anymore. And so with that gig economy and putting all of that effort into it and really feeling like I gave it more than hundred percent, but then getting laid off, it was just such a killer. And then my layoffs were coupled with health challenges. So I finally woke up and saw this pattern when I had my third layoff. You know, I was a top performer. I was hitting bonuses. I was like getting raises. I was creating new things, new products, new solutions for these huge companies. I was basically a rock star employee, but getting laid off. And then I would get some new health challenge that was pretty severe. So I realized that the corporate climate just didn't suit me. 
And so I took one more job in corporate America to offset while I was starting to figure out what I wanted to do. And then once I figured out, oh, I'm going to do health coaching and life coaching, but I'm going to do that from a business lens. Then I figured out, oh, I'm going to do this holistic approach. Um, It took me a few more years to really niche down to my specific audience. But I did that by doing some consulting work part-time after taking that last corporate job to, you know, really kind of finance and fund building that business because it doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, I'm pretty close to replacing that corporate income, if not going above that at this point. And I'm a lot healthier and happier. And Timothy was so kind to say that I look like I'm 25 my birthday's tomorrow. I'll be 38. So I must be doing something right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I love how you kind of jumped in. You had that experience of like, you recognize the pattern. And I think a lot of people don't have the self-awareness to recognize patterns that are happening in their lives and then start to change them on their own. It often takes somebody coming in from the outside and be like, Hey, maybe you should think about this multiple times before they actually start to take action. So kudos to you for recognizing that pattern, taking action and having the patience to stick with it, not get shiny object syndrome and entrepreneurship and um, build your business successfully. So awesome. Thanks. Yeah. And the shiny object syndrome is real. <laughs> That's why um, when I did start like a year in, I got, I found my own business coach. I also found a life coach and energy healing coach So I have my support team and structure and I would not have been able to brave the battle of creating a business, which it is a battle. Um, It is like, you know, the blood, sweat and tears, but also the amazing moments of joy that you would never experience without going this route. So I'm just, I'm being realistic for people that are hearing this and like, oh, I'm going to do that. Like, yes, if you have a clear vision, you know, it's what you want to do. Great. But I also urge you to build your community in, in business um, because there are some pretty, pretty challenging days and you need to have somebody that understands and can support you when you navigate that. There we go. I love it. It's hard to do things alone. Nearly impossible, yes. actually. <laughs> well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now and these people would help you take the next step towards your highest priority dreams, helping the 10,000 health and wellness business owners, as well as getting that nonprofit off the ground, who would they be and how would they do it? Yeah, I, I was listening to one of your previous interviews and heard this question. And I was like, wow, that's a great question. Um, and I don't know that I have a specific one or two people, but if I describe what those one or two people are and how they would help me, that might be more useful. So because I focus on health and wellness, business owners, influencers, and entrepreneurs, um, I think somebody who's got a huge network in that area would be incredibly helpful. Um, so perhaps they offer services in a different way. Um, But I believe collaboration is where we help each other achieve our dreams because we have more impact. And so I'm seeking partnerships and collaborations with people where it's a win-win. So perhaps they're offering um, more specific like health services to health and wellness business owners versus I'm focused more on the business side and the holistic approach and not going deep on nutrition or weight loss or things like that. Um, so that would be helpful. And then I think also anybody who can help 
from a network perspective. So what I mean by that is they're either well-networked or they have um, a broadcast channel or a radio channel because with the Business Builder Throwdown, which is one of the other projects that I co-host and we co-lead, we have a mastermind that's also focused on health and wellness business owners. And it's more scalable because there's three of us. Um, And so anybody who can help us amplify that network, build that network, make it more international so we can reach more people and help more people that really are frontline workers at this point during the pandemic. We need to support our health and wellness people out there because the only way we're going to survive this and have more solid foundations in health is by coming together and having a stronger foundation so that we can face future pandemics in a better way because the way this is being handled is not perfect. Um, so I think those are the two people and, and it's really about helping get the word out there so that we can help more people. Like I imagine there's somebody in corporate America, but they have this gift in the health and wellness space, but they're afraid to take action because they don't know what that next step is. Well, we want to reach that person and help them. Or you have a struggling, you know, massage therapist who's trying to scale their business to the next level and heal lives in a special way, but they're feeling stuck, isolated and alone. We want to be able to support and help them as well. Awesome. I love that. And just curious, what does the business build business builder throwdown? Yes. What does the business builder throwdown mastermind look like? So two things. We have our show, which is um, available. It's online. It's on YouTube. It's free. You can sign up. You can follow it. Um, so to get a slice, a bird's eye view of our community and the people in it. Um, You can watch that live stream show. And basically what we do is we take two marketing or business growth strategies and Matt and I duke it out. And we have our referee, Scott, on there. And it's a fun way to educate business owners of any sort um, on how to grow their business to the next level. And ultimately the answer is both, but we say, you know, if you're in this place today, this is the one you should go after first, because we find that there's a lot of information out there, but people don't know what step to take next so that they get the most out of their time. And there's only so much time and time is money. So that's the the live stream show. And basically we started that collaboration, which led to a podcast and a book that we collaborated on. And we realized that we had essentially built a mastermind amongst the three of us. And so we wanted to expand that into what we call the business builder ninja community. (laughs) And so the business builder ninja community gets even more ninja tips on growing their business, how to market things, things that we are testing in our businesses that are working because we're actually um, expert marketers, salespeople, and business strategy experts across the three of us. And so they get access to classes that we've created for email marketing tips. They get access to all of our resources that other people wouldn't. And then we have office hours once a week. And every third set of office hours is a mastermind session where we work with our members on a challenge they're facing and we solve it and give them specific tangible actions they can take and report in on the next week. Members get accountability, they get support. And one unique thing that we're doing is we're not doing the traditional Facebook private group. We're using Marco Polo instead because we're seeing all the negative data around social media and especially for health and wellness owners, we want a different experience. 
So Marco Polo is just a video text-based kind of tool. It's just kind of a quick way to check in. So we, we use Marco Polo between sessions so that if we have a member that's got something keeping them up at night, they can do a quick video and we can respond to it on the fly. There we go. I love that. I was, uh, I was curious because I was also trying to build out a mastermind of actually super connectors, the people that you need to meet who are well networked and can help get the word out there. And I was just thinking about how to structure it. And um, I like how you guys structure it. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Well, good luck with your mastermind. Thank you. Yeah. I obviously the podcast is fairly new. Well, this is actually like episode 140 or something like that. So um, it's not that new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So by the time this comes out, it won't be that new, but um, I don't have, I haven't built up the audience yet to really kind of pull people into the community, which is cold outreach to build a community is not the best thing in the world because it's not, no, it's not, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like if you do it with two other people. So for example, Matt and Scott, the three of us, we have a pretty big following. So my my largest following is on LinkedIn. Matt has a huge following on TikTok. Um, Scott has a huge following on Twitter and he's an Amazon influencer. Um, and so when you combine that discoverability across social media platforms and the fact that we are already really well connected in what we do. Um, it's, it's really powerful and it helps you build something much faster. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever read the book? Who, not how I have not. It's a fantastic book. You're already kind of using the concept. So it's still a good read. It's like four or five hours, but, um, yeah, it's the whole idea of staying in your genius zone and connecting with people who are in their genius zone to build something where everybody's in their genius zone and it's serving people in a really beautiful, cool way. Um, and it maximizes like money, time, freedom, and all the good things that you want. All minimizing. Yeah. I haven't read it, but I definitely do all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Most business owners do. And I was just like, collaboration is a great way to do it. And I need to add that to my mastermind, but it's also like, I need to make sure that I, have focused on my genius zone first and developed it to a point where it can add value to people um, in a very clear, specific way. And I need to be clear about that. So, yeah. Well, the other thing too, is when you create your mastermind, the, the market is flooded with masterminds right now. And even when I reached out to people, I know personally, they were like, Oh, I just signed up for a mastermind. I'm like, Oh, okay. So when you're creating it, you want to think about what makes your mastermind unique or different. And you want to niche down to a specific audience that you're serving. So, um, you were saying these super connectors, you're going to want to be even more specific than that. And then you're going to want to be very clear on the problem that you're solving. Sorry, not to get into coaching, but those are a couple of tips for you. <laughs> hey, no, that's fine. I'll go ahead and shoot you a thousand dollars for that. <laughs> <laughs> Winning. <laughs> awesome. Well, name the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you with your dreams and goals. Mm, I love this question too. So I think right now, um, I really want to get this book into the world and the, the first book in the inspiration contagion series, um, the subtitle is health secrets for raving success. And I don't know what better timing we could have for this book with the pandemic and everything that's happening in the world. 
Um, and so basically it's, it's creating this, this campfire connected storytelling platform. So it's not just sciency of like, do this. It provides you that trail map forward for having a really healthy foundation or taking your health to that next level, because without your health, you have nothing. You can't go after your dreams. You can't be successful in business. And so I'd love help to get that out there. So right now, depending on when this podcast goes live, if it's not in January, if it's before then you can join the book launch team and you can do that by going to the website, hollyjeanjackson.com. And you can click that banner flyer that says, join the book launch team and just put your email in there. You'll get an advanced reader copy. And then to help us make it a bestseller, you will get an email from the publisher when we're going live on Amazon and you'll get a heavily discounted ebook version and you'll write a review within 24 hours. That's how you make it a bestseller. And if this is live after that, you can just find the book on Amazon for purchase. It will be an ebook version. Eventually it will also be available in audible. So an audio format, if you don't want to read it. Um, but I love help getting the book out there because I want to spread inspiration, hope and light and healing instead of darkness and fear in this world. So that's one way you can help. And then the other way would be to uh, listen to, follow, subscribe to the Business Builder Throwdown. I really think that that network and platform is going to give us some foundational ideas and connections and collaborations for the future nonprofit I'd like to build. I think it's one of the beta tests for um, the model of what, we'll, what we will be building for kids between 13 and 16. And so the faster we can make that a success and test that and you know, hash that out and make that more profitable to fund something like a nonprofit um, would be great. So you can find that at businessbuilderthrowdown.com. And if you want to check out um, our free book to get more of an idea about us, you can go to businessbuilderthrowdown.com forward slash isolation. There we go. And those links will be in the show notes. I'm actually writing them down right now. Businessbuilderthrowdown.com and then businessbuilderthrowdown.com slash isolation. Yes. Love it. There we go. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. <laughs> I like how you, you say pick one. Well, <laughs> given the time of year we're recording this, I'm going to go with my favorite movie. It's A Wonderful Life. And the reason I love it is it shows how we have no idea how much of a ripple effect we have in this world. And when you choose to go after your dreams, the amount of inspiration you create through one simple action, you cannot even possibly imagine. So if you're in a, pl a place right now where you're feeling isolated, you're feeling down, just do one nice thing for somebody. And just remember, if you haven't seen that movie, watch it, that your life matters and that you have dramatic impact on the people around you. Awesome. I love that. I really love that because we often don't think about how the little things matter. And I mean, you could just be walking by somebody on the street and be in a really great mood because you're pursuing your dream that day, say something kind to them. And it leads to them changing like 10,000 more lives because you changed their life in that one moment. So, well, and to, to that one day, I just will share this quick story. Um, cause I feel like stories are so important. There was this woman at the grocery store years ago. And she was really, really frustrated and seemed to be in a hurry. And I said, you know, do you want to go ahead of me? And she's like, that's so, that's so kind of you. Like, thank you so much. Um, 
And then I just asked her, I was like, are you okay? Like, is there anything I can do for you? Like, you seem a little distressed. And she just started crying and she just looked at me and she's like, honestly, we just moved here and I feel so isolated and overwhelmed and you're going to think I'm crazy, but I was literally thinking about taking my life until you reached out to me and reminded me that people care. I mean, and I, I didn't even know this woman, like you have no idea how much you can change somebody's trajectory and possibly even save their life through such simple actions. Yeah. Yeah, that is, thank you for sharing that. I'm glad that you shared that story. You're welcome. Awesome. Well, what is one way that you'd like to take care of yourself? Well, first of all, I have like a self-care menu of things <laughs> depending on the season. So it's really hard to say one way. Um, but the, the most important way that I take care of myself, and I'm not always great at this when I'm traveling or my schedule changes, um, is my morning routine. So sticking to having that meditation time, that journaling time that, you know, looking at connecting to spirit, doing prayer and kind of visualizing the essence of how I want that day to go. And I know that sounds really woo woo, but it's really powerful when you tap into your value system, your inspiration and what you have going on that day. And you have kind of a specific essence and flow for how you want that to go it makes such a difference. Like the day just goes better. Even when you hit speed bumps or roadblocks, when you do that practice and that work, you're more grounded and you can, you know, approach those in a better way. I, I know it sounds woo woo, but for those who like, don't read a bunch of books or listen to a lot of podcasts like these, visualization is like in every success book mentioned in every success thing <laughs> everywhere. Yes. And so I guess my very serious question to you, because I've been reading these books, they all talk about visualization. They get into it a little bit about how to do it. But when I have actually sat down and like really tried to visualize, I've had more trouble than not holding a consistent, clear vision of what my goal was. And so what are your, what's your advice to people who are just getting started with the visualization and having that same issue? Well, first of all, we could talk for like hours on this because this is one of my favorite topics because for me, visualization daily is non-negotiable because it is so importantly, it's given, I wouldn't have my podcast or my book or be part of these collaborations without visualization, just to give you some tangible why it's so powerful. Cause I get some of my best ideas. I get past my roadblocks. I get into flow. I get the, just the people I need to connect with that day. And people are like, how did you know I needed you to connect with me? And it's because of visualization. So if you're just getting started, the first thing I would start with is you want to just kind of quiet the mind. So you want to just focus on breathing, doing a body scan, getting quiet, slowing your thought process down before you start getting into visualization. So kind of preparation for that. And then if you're new, you can do guided visualizations. So you can find a free YouTube visualization. You can go to my website. I have some for purchase. They're really not very expensive at all. Um, but anyhow, you can listen to a visualization that guides you. The key to the visualization is the more you can dive into your sensory experience, the more powerful it will be. So for example, if you want to visualize your long-term goal. So for me, that's that nonprofit. So if I'm visualizing achieving that nonprofit, I'm leading it, I'm influencing these kids between 13 and 16, I'm working with these incredible leaders to share this knowledge. 
Um, what does that feel like? Well, that feels pretty amazing. It feels inspiring. It feels exciting. I feel lit up. I feel empowered. I feel like I can do anything. I feel joy. What does that look like? Well, I see these kids uh, making comments and testimonials, starting businesses, um, changing their family trajectory, all these amazing stories. Like I'm literally, as I'm saying this, I'm getting like goosebumps and chills. Um, Cause I'm like really tuning into that. And I do this every day. And then what, what am I hearing? So people around me are saying, oh my God, this is amazing. Like this, this changed my child's life. This changed our family dynamic. Um, you saved my child's life. These speakers that are helping this, they're getting amazing lessons from this. Cause when we teach others and we mentor others, we get more from this. I'm hearing that. So you want to tap into every sensory experience you can, because the more you can feel that future thing, the more excited you are to take action today to do it. And it gives you ideas for what you need to do today to get 1% closer to that long-term goal. So that's the long-term visualization exercise. Now people get hung up on like, well, how do I do that for my day? So then after I do that in the morning, I like to visualize what I have going on for the day. So some of the key things that are happening. So if I have a day that's full of meetings, I'm not necessarily walking through each meeting, but I'm, I'm thinking, okay, today's about connection. It's about collaboration. How can I connect to the people today? That's going to help me get closer to that long-term goal. Um, and then I just really like to just quickly visualize how that day is going to go. And I generally choose a specific essence or term for the day. So it could be just love and service for that day. Like I'm just going to show up from love and service and hopefully serendipitously, if I'm in flow, it's going to open up collaborations. Um, it could be I'm in creativity for that day. Maybe I'm writing a lot or I'm creating something new. So I choose kind of a theme or an essence for how I want to show up for the specific day after I do that long-term visualization. And when I do these two things, and this is like the very high level, because we could talk all day about visualization, um, it gets me more excited and it keeps me in flow. And then I'm saying yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. So it keeps me on track. There we go. I love that. Awesome. Do you have any books, resources, podcasts? that people can go to. I know you said the guided visualizations on your website um, that kind of go into the more of the like how to, the prep, the hours and hours of content that we're not gonna cover right here. Yeah, so if you go on YouTube, I have um, an old series called Anxious List, which talks about breath work and visualization and dealing with anxiety. So that's a great tool. Um, we already talked about the business builder throwdown. So that's more for business people who are trying to grow their business to the next level. But we also talk about a lot of other things there. Um, if you listen to inspiration contagion, the podcast that has certain episodes that talk about visualization, it talks about challenges people face, whether it's in their health and their business and their life and how they got through it. And it's a very inspirational podcast. So if you're looking for inspiration and hope, definitely check that out. Um, my website has quite a few resources. There are books that I've read that are inspirational under the resourcing resources and learning section. 
Um, as well as there's some resources on tools that I use. So like, if you're going to start a podcast, it has my microphone, my audio system, all those things. So play around on the website, find me on social media, find me on YouTube, because I put out a lot of information through blogs, through marketing and all these things that is, that are very valuable across all the holistic aspects of thriving as a human. So that might be really useful to you. There we go. And what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to really reach your highest priority dreams of either speaking on that international stage, meeting those people you need to meet, taking the next step towards your nonprofit, et cetera. Okay. So one tangible action I need to take. Yeah. Um, any of those, any of those dreams or goals you can pick. Yeah. Um, for me right now, I am reaching out to local health and wellness, um, businesses to make the book launch successful. Um, and so continuing to do that. And I think continuing just to meet new people and network and connect because I find that the more I'm in flow and meeting people, it opens up so many doors that I can never possibly plan. So if I get into the nitty gritty details, it's not going to work. But when I just trust and flow and meet a lot of people, it just serendipitously falls into place. So I think it's just about remaining open and continuing to meet people from this non-judgmental open space of like, I have no idea what's going to happen, but it's going to be great. I love it. Awesome. Well, I have, let's just go with one question. I have one last question for you. So you know how there are people on the planet who have, um, you know, more of a fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they live their whole life like that. And sometimes they'll die like that, unfortunately. Other times they'll change to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help, willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? Sadly, the catalyst that helps us wake up from that fixed mindset. So first of all, if you're in that fixed mindset, it's not entirely your fault. When we're children, um, our, our parents do their best job and the people around us do their best, but they might have their own challenges. And so they put that on us and society puts things on us that take away from us trusting our intuition and our own capabilities. And then we allow society and parents and figures around us to define success for us. So first of all, if you're in that fixed mindset, that's pretty normal and it's hard to break free from that. Um, I find that most people, when they get into the growth set, it's one of two things. One, either they had people um, in their life that helped them remember their intuition and really breathe, breathe that like fresh inspiration and ideas and empowered them and, and really help foster their dream, which is more rare than the norm. The other thing is you have some massive thing that changes your life and it throws everything upside down. So that could be your diagnosed with cancer. You have a severe concussion. You're laid off from a job. You go into bankruptcy, like anything that's dramatic. One of those top five life stressors, you go through a divorce. Um, these are things that happen in our life that make us pause because they're so dramatic it interrupts the flow of what we thought our life was. It interrupts what we think success is. And it's an opportunity and really an invitation to stop and say, what is important to me? What does success mean to me? What is the legacy I want to leave behind? 
And I find that when we have health catalysts in specific, because it reminds us of how short life is, it's even more powerful because it's like, okay, well, what if tomorrow's my last day? Am I living a life to the best of my ability where I'm happy with how I'm showing up? So it's really those catalyst moments where we can choose to be a victim and not wake up and be even more unhappy and living in fear, or we can choose to live differently and really reflect on our part in that and what we can do better and how we can be happier, healthier, and living our dreams. There we go. I love that. And what do you think we can do to be that person in somebody's life that empowers them and helps them foster their dream? creating an environment that's conducive to that. So there's two things like one, if the person is really stuck, um, I had a friend that gave me some tough love. So sometimes it's tough love and sometimes it's cheerleading when it's tough love. It's that person has like lost themselves. They've lost their identity. They're like almost at their rock bottom, but they haven't hit it. And so if you're close enough to them and you have the courage and you want to come from a place of love, obviously, but you want to share with them, Hey, you're not the person I became best friends with. And here's what I'm seeing. And here's why I'm concerned. And you want to share what it is that you're hoping that they will come back to. Right. Um, my friend specifically had to have that conversation with me and said, she couldn't be my friend until I found my way back to who I was. And she was like, I'm so sad that you're in so much pain, but I can't be your friend because I don't even recognize you anymore. And I really hope you come back. And as soon as you do, I'm here with open arms, like no judgment. Um, and for me, that was the catalyst to helping me get out of my chronic pain and helping me recognize that that had become the center of my world. So sometimes it's tough love and having that hard conversation. And then sometimes it's saying, you know, like that person you interviewed, um, Seth Erickson, that person that said, you're a storyteller, like this is your gift. So if you see a friend and they're trying to make a change, but, and they can't see their own gift because we have these blind spots. This is why you need a coach or a mentor or people around you because they can see your genius. And sometimes we can't see our genius zone. We have to have others pointed out to us. So if you see that genius zone and a friend, tell them, share like, Hey, you know, you just got laid off, but your real genius is this. Why aren't you going after this? Like, let's talk about that. If you're open to it, let's brainstorm about that. Um, but the only caveat I would say is if you're going to share some things, you sometimes want to ask permission, say, you know, I'm recognizing something. I have an idea. I want to know if you want to hear it because sometimes people don't want to hear it or they're not ready to hear it and it's not personal. They're just not ready. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there we go. Holly, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Um, the only thing I would say is what I'm hearing today and I'm experiencing personally, I don't think there's a human alive that's not experiencing um, this amplified isolation right now. So if you're feeling isolated, you're feeling alone or you're kidding yourself that you're not during this pandemic, um, I urge you to reach out to people around you to build your community, to pay it forward, to do something that's an act of kindness. Um, we have never been so isolated as a global economy, a global world, and humanity is about connection. So I urge you to connect with others and pay it forward so we can break through this together. There we go. Well, awesome. Holly, thank you so much for coming on the show. 
Thank you. It was a pleasure. Great questions. Thank you. Thank you. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Holly had to say, you really vibed with her, make sure to connect with her, show up to the Business Builders Throwdown live, which what days does it go live? Well, we just finished season two, so you can watch the replays on YouTube. Uh, Season three will be launching next year. Um, We also have the seven minute jab podcast as well, which is also a recap of those seasons. Gotcha. And this will come out by the time this comes out, her book will already be published. So go ahead and buy her book, buy three copies and give two to a friend. And as we always ask, shoot this podcast to one to three people, you know, need to hear this message. Give us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.